Hello and welcome to another edition of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is your host, John Jansen. My guest today is Dr. Ivan Meisner. He is the founder and chairman of BNI, Business Networks International, as well as a New York Times best-selling author. He's sometimes been referred to as the father of modern networking. And Dr. Meisner is one of the world's leading experts in business networking and referral marketing. So welcome, Ivan. Thanks for joining me. Thank you. It's great to be here. Where are you calling from today? I, I know you do get uh, around the globe occasionally. I do. I'm, I'm actually at my uh, home office uh, or, or home location in uh, business here in Southern California. All right. Well, it's, we're having Southern California-like weather here in Kansas City, Missouri this week, so uh, I'm, I'm not as envious as I sometimes am. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me, uh, for those folks that uh, amazingly <laughs> have not heard of BNI, just uh, how, how would you describe what BNI, or is, am I saying it right, Business Networks International or Network? Uh, singular, Business Network International. Business Network International. Uh, just right. briefly describe what that is for somebody who might not know. Sure. BNI is a referral organization. We allow one person per flavor to join one of our groups. So there's one lawyer, one CPA, one banker, one chiropractor, one travel agent, one florist. They get together every week, and their primary purpose is to pass each other referrals. It's not a service club or, or a, 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 you know, a, a social organization, both of which are good groups to be in, but that's not what we are. We're a referral group. We get together every week and uh, help one another generate business. Last year, the organization passed 4.4 million referrals worldwide that generated $1.7 billion, with, with a B, $1.7 billion worth of business for our members worldwide. Now, John, just so you know, that's the same as the gross domestic product. $1.7 billion is the same as the gross domestic product for the country of Liechtenstein. <laughs> okay, it's a small country, I know, but still, it's pretty cool that a group yeah. of business people could get together every week and through word of mouth generate as much business as a small nation in the world. That just blows me away, the power of networking and word-of-mouth marketing. That, that is awesome. So, so break it down even farther. You know, how does it actually work at the, uh, I think you call them chapters, um, right. so well, like we, every city. So how does it work um, at that level? We have 4,300 chapters in 27 countries. We just opened our last country recently, uh, Taiwan. Uh, the, the chapters meet every single week, so we have 4,300 meetings every week around the world, and uh, it's, they're pretty structured. It starts out with open networking, people mix and mingle, then the formal part of the meeting uh, starts, and people uh, one at a time give a 60-second introduction on who they are and what they do, first the members, then the visitors. We do a, a little administrative stuff, uh, then we have a speaker, the speaker is always a member, to talk more about what they do so that we can learn uh, how to refer them. And that's the key. Education is the key in, a, in an effective networking group. You've got to teach people how to refer you. And then after the speaker, we have the referral part of the meeting, and this is where we go around the room one at a time. And if you have a referral, you give it, and if you don't, you do a testimonial. We wrap up the meetings. They're always uh, an hour and 15 minutes to an hour and a half. Uh, we get through them pretty quickly and get a lot of business done. So how does somebody join one of these groups then? Or, uh, you mentioned already the idea that one lawyer, one doctor. So I guess if a group has a lawyer you're, you're, and you're a lawyer, you're locked out. But, but how, does, how does somebody go about joining one of these? Right. Well, we are opening chapters all the time. Uh, as a matter of fact, we opened more chapters last year than we did in our first 12 years combined. So if, if there isn't a position open uh, or a chapter open, uh, our directors would be glad to work with you in opening a chapter. Uh, your listeners can go to BNI.com, BNI.com, and on the left-hand side of the screen, you'll see a, um, a Find a Chapter icon. Just go there and pick the country, the state, and 
connect with a local director who you could contact and, and ask what, what would it take to get into a chapter, or if you have any openings, because the easiest thing to do is to join an existing chapter. Backtrack a little bit, I should have asked this at the very beginning, but how, how did you come about starting this organization? <laughs> Well, you know, I'd like to sit here and tell you that I had this vision of an international organization with business all over the world, but the truth is I needed some referrals for my consulting practice. Huh. I was a business consultant, and I was looking for more business through word of mouth, and I put together some people I trusted. They trusted me. Uh, we agreed uh, to uh, pass business to each other. Early on, we had this philosophy of, of giver's gain, uh, which we've just we've recently trademarked uh, for BNI, giver's gain. If I help you, you'll help me. We'll all do better as a result of it. And so we had this one group meeting. Someone came who couldn't join, asked if I'd help her um, start a second one. I thought, hey, I can do two of these plus my consulting practice. We kicked off the second group. Two people came to that group who couldn't join because of the conflict, and both of them said, wow, this is a great idea. I could get a lot of business out of this. If you help me open up my own group, you can run four of these. Oh, okay, I can do four of these plus my consulting practice. And we opened up a couple more, and three people came to those two groups who couldn't join, two and one and one and the other, and all three of them said, wow, this is a great idea. I could get a lot of business out of it. So it just snowballed. I mean, we really opened 20 chapters in the first year by accident. And um, since then, we've we've definitely had a plan and a, and a structure, and uh, we've opened another you know, 4,300 since then. And, you, and you're not uh, doing those with your consulting practice, are you? No, I sold off my consulting practice <laughs> in uh, the late 80s. Yeah. It really came down to, you know, what people would ask me, what do you do? Are you a business consultant or do you run this BNI thing? And and for a long time I was saying, well, my vocation is consulting, but my avocation is BNI. And finally I got to the point where, you know what, I need to I need to live my avocation. I need to live what what I just love doing, and I love doing BNI. I mean, it really makes the dif uh, makes a difference in the business lives of many people all around the world, and it's it's a great business to be in. And I made the plunge, took the plunge full time uh, back in the late '80s, and sold off my consulting practice. Well, there's plenty of data to back up that uh, doing what you love as a job, um, where, you know, it's a pretty good way to be successful too. <laughs> it's very true. One of the books I wrote, Masters of Success, uh, I quote. Vince Lombardi Jr., who's talking about his father, the legendary football coach, and, and Lombardi once said, I'd rather have a player with 100% passion and 50% ability than a player with 100% ability and 50% passion, because that guy with 100% passion is going to be out there on the field every day working his heart out, and it's that guy with 50% passion that's going to be out on the field waltzing around one day instead of being where he's supposed to be doing what he's supposed to be doing. And so I Really agree. You got to have somebody with passion in it, and if you have a career that you're passionate about, you're much more likely to be successful at it. Is there a, a typical person that joins BNI? I know the answer is anybody who needs referrals, really. But <laughs> but it's you've probably found. Well, I could ask that two ways. Um, is there a typical person that joins, and then is there a typical person that's successful? Yeah, um, the, I think the three most important attributes in a, in a successful member of any networking organization are in order of importance first attitude second attitude and third attitude it, it, you can take somebody uh, and it comes back to that issue we were talking about with passion you can take that person with the with the right attitude and go in there and it doesn't matter if they don't have tons of, of techniques and skills you can teach people how to network what you can't teach is the philosophy of networking. And networking is both a mindset and a skill set. 
and you must have both in order to achieve a level of success at the process. And so if you come in with the wrong mindset, the skill set is irrelevant. But if you come in with the right mindset, you can, we can teach people the skill set. People can be taught how to network. But you've got to come in with the idea of being willing to help somebody else. I think probably the most important aspect of this is that networking is more about farming than it is about hunting. That it's about cultivating relationships with other people. And that's what I mean by the mindset. You've got to come in understanding that this is about helping other people and by helping them, uh, you'll, you'll do better. So that, that's the most important characteristic as far as I'm concerned. So I, I totally agree with that. I mean, I think you can apply that to business in general. You know, that you started talking about a little bit earlier that, that seems like the people that are out there willing to give, even if it's give of their expertise, of their knowledge, of, you know, of some way how to do something, those are the businesses that seem to attract <laughs> uh, the most business because they were willing to give before they asked for the order maybe. Right. Um, so breaking it down to this successful person that comes into one of your chapters, then you know how if somebody came in and and you know is there okay here's the five here's the five very specific things you need to do uh, to be successful in BNI. I mean, can you break it down that way? Well, sure. I think probably um, I can give you a few anyway. Probably one of the most important things is you've got to be willing to follow a system and a structure because the the BNI program is a very structured very structured program. Um, with 4,300 chapters all around the world, we've made every mistake you can think of. Don't reinvent the wheel. Yeah. Uh, and if you ever look at our program and you say, wow, this is pretty good, this is pretty organized, it's because we've screwed up so much <laughs> along the way, we've gotten it right. So the first thing is, you know, don't try, don't come in and try and reinvent things. Uh, we've been doing this 21 years. Follow the proven system because it really, it really does work. And of course, when you're working mostly with entrepreneurs and salespeople, it's like herding cats. You know, yet you have 86,000 members and they want to do things 200,000 different ways. So that's that's probably the first challenge: is follow the system. Um, and, and of course, yeah, attitude's the first thing. You know, come in being willing to give and. Follow the system would be another. Um, uh, next thing would be learn what techniques are appropriate. Learn how to work a, a group like BNI. For example, a lot of people will come in and they don't understand the importance of um, their, their weekly presentations. Most people think that the, the purpose of those weekly presentations, those one-minute you know, commercials, are to try and sell people on their products or services. The truth is you're trying to educate a sales force, not close a sale. Actually, a better way of putting it is you're trying to educate a referral source, not try to close a sale. So when you go to these BNI meetings, the goal is to teach people how to refer you, not try and talk them into doing business with you. That's a subtle but extremely significant difference. And most people don't get that until they've been around a while. Because the more you can teach people how to refer you, the much more successful you're going to be. And it goes back to that farming versus hunting. When you're farming, you're cultivating a harvest of referrals as opposed to hunting, which, you know, you basically eat what you kill that day. And, and referral marketing is all about that relationship process. So there's a handful of things that I think are, are really important um, in, in participating in a group like BNI. What about some of these tools that are cropping up now that uh, I think fall under the category of, uh, of social uh, software, you know, the uh, LinkedIn, the Rise, the, you know, some of the Internet uh, 
marketing uh, um, networks. How, where do those fit in, in your opinion, or, or you know, is that something that somebody would use in conjunction with BNI, maybe? Or uh, tell me what you think about that. It's a great question, uh, and there's really two kinds of things. I think there's some there's some social and, and contact relationship management software that's around, uh, which I would separate out from the LinkedIn and Rise. Um, but so let's start with the, the social networks, the online networks. Um, I have participated in LinkedIn and Rise. Uh, probably the one that I'm most active in is Academy, which is spelled like Academy but with an E. Academy, awesome. great organization. There's also OpenBC, which is very European-based. And if most of your listeners, I don't know if most of your listeners listeners are in North America, and if you want to do business internationally, those are two great websites because uh, there's a lot of contacts from Europe and, and Asia on those two, Academy and OpenBC. Uh, I see them fitting in and integrating with an overall word-of-mouth marketing strategy. In my book, The World's Best Known Marketing Secret, I talk about the six different types of networks that people should look at. When I do my third edition, or fourth edition, it's in its third now, when I do my fourth edition, I'm going to add a seventh, and that's these organizations. I, I do that in an article. If your listeners are at all interested in seeing some of the articles, I've got about 50 articles posted up at entrepreneur.com. Um, the easiest way to see them is to go to bni.com, and on the right-hand side, you'll see a little banner ad for Entrepreneur. Click on that, and you'll see about 50 different articles I've written. One of them is on this very subject. And I would add this as the seventh type of network that people should consider. And I think that you know, if you're really active in networking, you're going to join two or three. So this should be one of the two or three that you would consider. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's different than face-to-face -face networking because you really don't know who you're dealing with, but it does give you an incredibly broad set of contacts that nothing else possibly can. So I highly recommend those, those social networks. And that's a great point, you especially talk about trying to reach out to, you know, even if, even if you're just talking about uh, English-speaking countries uh, around the world, you know, the England, Australia, New Zealand, uh, um, you know that uh, that's a great way to get that kind of access to, and and you know you, particularly if you don't have the ability to to uh, pack up a suitcase and travel over to those. That's areas. right. Yeah, that's great. And you know we all speak the language of referrals. Yeah. It doesn't matter what uh, religion, what uh, gender, what what color. Uh, we all want to do business through the referral process. It's one of the reasons why I found that BNI uh, transcends many cultural differences and why we can do business in 27 different countries because people want referrals. They're looking for referrals. And if you want to do business internationally, it's, it's one of the ways that can help you do that. I have, in fact, heard in some cultures, although this world is changing just like it is here, but uh, in some cultures, uh, the idea that you would run an ad that says, come to my store, or come buy from me, you know, would, would almost be insulting that <laughs> if you were not introduced by somebody that they already trusted, that that, that at some point uh, was was not only the best way to do business, but in some cases maybe the only way to do business. Very true. Um, tell me if there's anything new uh, in the works for BNI uh, that you want to talk about. Uh, um, you know, maybe uh, some announcement that you're going to reveal here on the Duck Marketing <laughs> Podcast. Well, there's there's a few things. Uh, uh, probably the biggest announcement that I would have is that uh, we are about to uh, close an eight book publishing deal with a a publisher. We've we've signed a deal memo and are finalizing the contract now. Uh, for eight books on networking and word-of-mouth marketing, believe it or not, there's that many different angles to to the to the subject. Uh, 
we're going to talk about the, one of the books that's going to be on gender and networking. Uh, another book is uh, called Truth or Delusion, and it takes a look at networking in the real world and what we see as what, what is really truth and what is really delusion in, in the networking process. Uh, networking etiquette and a number of other topics. Uh, so uh, we'll, we'll probably have that inked uh, in the next 30 days, and you'll see eight books come out of uh, the organization in the next six years. These will be uh, credited to BNI or, or individual authors? Um, I'm, I'm the lead author on all eight, oh, wow. and um, generally they are BNI directors who are co-authoring um, them with me, a BNI director or a BNI member. So BNI's fingerprints are going to be on the books, but they're not about BNI. They're about networking. But of course, you know, BNI will be used as, as examples in those. Yeah, what it's what, one of what the you ways have learned at networking through by being associated with BNI, perhaps. That, that's right. And, it, um, and then we, we've just launched re not long ago a, a, a sister company uh, called the Referral Institute. Uh, it's basically a strong strategic alliance with uh, this organization. Uh, you know, BNI is where you execute your, your word-of-mouth marketing plan, or at least a piece of it. The Referral Institute is a training company, a seminar company, uh, that does in-depth training on word-of-mouth marketing. And um, as a matter of fact, it's just been listed as one of the top 500 franchises by entrepreneur.com, Refer Referral Institute. Uh, people can go to referralinstitute.com for information on that. And they use most of my material, the Referral Institute. I'm associated with the company, and they use most of our material. So that's uh, uh, something that we're, we're starting to you know, refer BNI members to. So there's a couple things. Well, I think we're about out of time. So, Ivan, as, as always, I know you're very busy, so I appreciate you joining me, and uh, hopefully uh, uh, we can stay in touch and uh, I can keep following the the, uh, the really tremendous growth and success of BNI. Well, thank you. I, I really appreciate that. If I, if I can leave you with just one last comment, uh, it would be that I think one of the most important things I've learned in the last uh, two decades of, of running BNI is that it's not what you know or who you know. It's how well you know them that really makes a difference. It's about building those strong relationships with people that uh, really tends to make a difference in the amount of referrals and business that you can generate. This episode is brought to you by the Yap Media Podcast Network. I'm Hala Taha, CEO of the award-winning digital media empire, Yap Media, and host of Yap Young and Profiting Podcast, a number one entrepreneurship and self-improvement podcast where you can listen, learn, and profit. On Young and Profiting Podcast, I interview the brightest minds in the world and I turn their wisdom into actionable advice that you can use in your daily life. Each week, we dive into a new topic like the art of side hustles, how to level up your influence and persuasion, and goal setting. I interview A-list guests on Young and Profiting. I've got the best guests, like the world's number one negotiation expert, Chris Voss, Shark, Damon John, serial entrepreneurs Alex and Layla Hermosi, and even movie stars like Matthew McConaughey. There's absolutely no fluff on my podcast, and that's on purpose. Every episode is jam-packed with advice that's going to push your life forward. I do my research, I get straight to the point, and I take things really seriously, which is why I'm known as the podcast princess and how I became one of the top podcasters in the world in less than five years. Young and Profiting Podcast is for all ages. Don't let the name fool you. It's an advanced show. As long as you want to learn and level up, you will be forever young. So join podcast royalty and subscribe to Young and Profiting Podcast.
or Yap, like it's often called by my Yap fam, on Apple, Spotify, CastBox, or wherever you listen to your podcasts.